day. I know I say that every week, but I mean it every single time. It is such a privilege, and especially if you're joining us for the first time. Can you give me a hello in the chat? I'm right there. Tell me if you can hear me good. And uh, what's going on? I see my son Zach there. Hello, Zach, and probably Amelia. Uh, anyone else in the chat? Give me a hello right now, because I would love to greet you. And nice to see you, Michelle, and Jonathan, and Nissan, and Shania, and uh, everybody else that is there. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is such an honor and a privilege that I get to share with you. So we're concluding our trajectory series, as uh, Niti mentioned. And uh, I started a message two weeks ago, and then we broke uh, for Father's Day. So I want to pick it up again and conclude it. I had eight points, but I couldn't get through all of them. So I'm going to try to get through six points today. Uh, so get ready and let God speak to you. I know we prayed a couple of times, but let me pray for one more time before we hear the Word of God. Yeah, Heavenly Father, we thank you. You are wonderful. We thank you because you love us unconditionally. And I thank you, God, for every single person tuning in to hear a word from you. Not from a man, but from God. So Lord, I pray as I speak, that God, that you would bring fresh revelation and relevant uh, uh, information and principles and, and lessons and understanding so that we can walk in your light, so that we can be blessed, so that our future can be blessed, so that we can be prosperous and bring glory to you, not just for us, but to everybody around us, that we can be a blessing to them. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Come on. Yes. Awesome. Yes, I see you. I see you in the chat. Now, I started the, this message called, How Can We Be a Catalyst? In other words, Pathways. How can we be a, a catalyst in transforming someone else's life? Because God doesn't just want us to have a good life and then just die and go to heaven, but He wants us to impact this world. You are born in this century for a reason, for a purpose. So there's something that you need to do. And one of the top uh, on the list is impacting other people's lives. How do we do that? Shared with you two points last time. So if you missed it, go back and check it. If you don't have time to sit down and watch it, we got podcasts. Our team works so hard every single week to bring the podcast. So shout out to our podcast team. It matters. We have people tuning in from all over the world and you can catch us on the go through our podcast. I wanted to tell you how to take notes. Um, you know, uh, can you grab my Bible, my, my book from my camera back, please? Sorry, we're live, so stuff happens. I want to just quickly give you, I felt on my heart to, to share this with you, how to take notes. Come on over. This is my spiritual son, Johan, everybody. Let's give him a big hand. Woo! Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to, I felt like, sometimes we're like, oh man, how do I take notes? I want to share with you, uh, you might already know this, but a, a great way that I'm trying to take notes is like this. Take your notebook, hopefully you have a notebook, there's something that happens when you write, and draw a line in the middle, if you can see, well, let, why don't I come close to you for a second, there you go, draw a line in the middle, and on one side, you write down my preaching points, and scriptures, and catchphrases, whatever, from the preaching, just write it down. And then on the other side, write your response, your application. What are you going to do with the point that I just shared? All right? What your action is going to be, your application. So you write it on the other side. So as I'm speaking, you're also writing your action plan. So give that a try and see how that goes, because that might help you uh, take it to the next level, if you know what I'm saying. 
So I talked about ways to bring transformation in other people's lives. Number one, number one was encourage them. Encourage them. Number two was bear their burdens. Number three, I'm starting there today, and that is walk in forgiveness. Walk in forgiveness. So go ahead and write that down on the left side of your notebook, and then write down whatever the Holy Spirit puts on your heart on the right side. Ephesians 4.31. I want to read that for you. And when we talk about forgiveness, that is something maybe mysterious or painful or difficult. But I want to just break it down and give you some practical tools because forgiveness is so important for us to walk in forgiveness. Ephesians 4.31 says, Make a clean break from all cutting, backbiting, profane talk. Be gentle with one another, sensitive. Forgive one another as quickly and thoroughly as God in Christ forgave you. There's a saying, an old saying that says, Forgiveness is setting the prisoner free only to discover that the prisoner is me. When you forgive somebody, you don't just uh, uh, free yourself of that offense, but you also free them. Because when we hold grudges and bitterness uh, and hatred, we put ourselves in prison. Unforgiveness, write this down, unforgiveness also holds the other person hostage. Think about it. Is there a rift between you and somebody else? Is there a division and you cannot gel with that person? It could be because of your unforgiveness towards them. And so they want to stay away from you. They know that you haven't forgiven them, so they avoid you. At the family barbecue, it's awkward because they don't want to come talk to you like before because there's a rift. At the workplace, there's a rift. There's a little tension. The air is not clear because they know that you haven't forgiven them. Therefore, they stay away from you. They keep a distance. Every time they see you, they know that you're mad at them. Sometimes when you scroll through social media, you know these passive-aggressive posts that get done? You know what I'm talking about? Like, oh, somebody's mad at somebody. And uh, without mentioning names, you know who that is. Or a family, you know, there's a birthday, and, and so the family says, let's have a Zoom call, family Zoom party. And then it's awkward, even at a Zoom call online with the family. Do you know that you might be the only Jesus that people have access to, that people will ever see? You're the only Bible people will ever read. You might be the only Jesus people will ever see in their lives. And so when you don't forgive them, what happens is that they will never want to know Jesus because the image of Jesus has an offense against them. So by you being selfish, I, I get it, it's difficult to forgive them, but when you try not to forgive them, it's actually keeping them away from even wanting to know Jesus because you represent Jesus and, and so the image of Jesus has an offense against them. When you forgive someone, you become a catalyst. You are able to change the trajectory of their lives. You are able to impact their lives because now they're able to experience the love and forgiveness of Jesus also. But your unforgiveness will keep them away because you represent Jesus. I know that's a little heavy, that's a bit straightforward, and I'm not trying to be insensitive or anything, but this is the bottom line. This is the crucial thing why there's division, rifts, and people not wanting to know Jesus and we uh, have difficulties gelling and bonding with people because it's unforgiveness. 
Write this down. Forgiveness is so powerful and can change someone's life. And forgiveness is up to you. You have the power to forgive. Holy Spirit will give you that supernatural ability to forgive. The closer you come to Jesus, the more your heart will become like Jesus. Forgiveness is not up to the offender. Some of us are waiting our entire lives, waiting for somebody to come and say sorry to us because they offended us in 1972. And that person might even be dead and you're still mad at them. How can... We're waiting and waiting. Forgiveness is a decision. Even if the other person doesn't apologize, even if the other person doesn't realize, you choose to let it go. Even when they don't say sorry. Because that sorry may never come. And you will end up spending an entire lifetime of unforgiveness. And in our flesh it's difficult to forgive. I'm, I'm not making light of it. But through the power of the Holy Spirit, God will enable you to forgive those, even those that don't say sorry to you. Because the Bible says we should forgive others as Christ has forgiven us. That's very important. Because unforgiveness is like trying to drink poison and expect the other person to die. Unforgiveness, living in unforgiveness is like tying an anchor to your ankle and trying to swim. On the surface, you look like you're swimming and having a great time. You're at the beach, the sun is out, but you're not going anywhere. You're not able to prosper. You're not able to be moving forward, proceed in your trajectory. Write this down. Power of forgiveness is already demonstrated and available to you. Whether you accept it or not, Jesus has paid the price for your forgiveness. It's already been paid. Now it's up to you to receive it. And that's how Jesus wants us to, to love others. The same way that He loved us. Because when you come to Him and you say, God, forgive me for messing up, He forgives you. He wants you to show that same grace to others. You know what? You hurt me. You lied to me, you cheated on me, you backstabbed me, you stole my business idea, you broke the trust. You did all these hurtful things to me, but I choose to forgive you. I don't feel like forgiving you, but I choose to forgive you. And today I believe that you can change the trajectory of someone else's life by saying, I choose to forgive you. You've hurt me, but I choose to forgive you. And you and I have been through hurtful situations. Can I go a little bit deeper? Not only forgiving others, but ask for forgiveness. Because maybe you have hurt somebody deeply. Maybe by your words, by your actions. And it takes more courage to go and ask for forgiveness. To bring it up, to own it. Yeah, I messed up. Forgive me. It takes more courage, but God will help you. So that you can live a free life. You've got to face it. It is difficult. But Holy Spirit will help you. He'll give you the wisdom and the, words to, to, the right words to use. And the person that you say sorry to may not forgive you. Or they, they, might, they might. But at least you can do your part to get your heart light. You can do your part to be right in front of God by humbling yourself and taking ownership of your part of the offense. Maybe today you need to reach out to somebody. Maybe God wants to use you to change the trajectory of somebody else's life. Why not just doing something, you know, give them, giving them a box of chocolate, but maybe by offering them forgiveness or offering them your apology. It's a spiritual thing. And this, this unforgiveness causes even people to get sick in their bodies. 
It's a spiritual thing that brings division. Maybe this is the very thing that's been holding you back from your breakthrough. Like you're doing everything else. You're doing church, you're serving, you're doing everything else. But maybe there's this thing you're not able to break through. Maybe there's unforgiveness that you need to give or receive. There, there's a shut door in your life and you're not able to be propelled into the tra trajectory God has for you. God is waiting for you to make a move so that He can move in and through your life. So ask the Holy Spirit, who do I need to make peace with? Normally the application or my challenge to you comes at the end of the message, but I'm going to give it to you right now. This is the application. So on the right side you can write this. Who can you send a text message to today? Who can you phone today? Who can you meet in person to ask for forgiveness or to give forgiveness? Maybe somebody in your family, your cousins, your co-workers, your friends, just message them. If you're not ready to meet them, just message them and be like, Hey, I don't expect anything in return, but I want you to know that I forgive you because Jesus has forgiven me. Or, you can say something like, Hey, I'm so sorry for what I did to you. Please forgive me. Why not let God begin your healing process today? Why do you want to carry this heavy weight around? Let it go. Get light. Drop it at the foot of the cross. Jesus paid it all. And He will give you the supernatural strength. Because what was done to you is not fair. It's such a big deal. Give it to God. He's a big God. He can handle it. Today's a beautiful day to let it go. Amen? God says if you don't forgive them, He cannot forgive you. Maybe this is why you haven't been able to experience the fullness of God's grace because there's someone in your life that hasn't fully experienced the grace of you. And so today, take that challenge. You want to change someone else's life? Reach out to them and say, I forgive you. You want to change your own life trajectory? Reach out to someone and say, please forgive me. I know that was a bit heavy. Let's go to point number four, okay? Be the hands and feet of Jesus. How do you impact someone else's life? Be the hands and feet of Jesus. In, in other words, serve them. Let's read Galatians 5, 13 to 15. It goes like this. It is absolutely clear that God has called you to a life, to a free life. Just make sure that you don't use this freedom as an excuse to do whatever you want to do and destroy your freedom. Rather, use your freedom to serve one another in love. Put that in the chat. Serve one another in love. That's how freedom grows. Some of us are stagnant in our freedom. But this is how freedom grows. By serving one another in love. For everything we know about God's word is summed up in a single sentence. Love others as you love yourself. This is what a real Christ follower is. Loving others as yourself. That's an act of true freedom. Next week we're going to uh, start to talk about freedom. Canada Day is coming up and then launch into our new series. But I want you to just absorb the, the depth of this verse. If someone is going through a rough time, what do you say normally? You would probably say, hey, if there's anything I can do for you, please don't hesitate. Let me know. Will they let you know? Nope, mostly not. Because we don't know what to do. But if somebody's going through a rough time, show up and serve them. And the deeper the pain, 
the less of the words. Just show up, shut up, and just be there with your presence. Just stop sending advice and, you know, it's better. No, just be there. Gift them with your presence. You see some, somebody overworking or, or struggling, do something about it. Bring them a meal. Shovel their, their snow, cut their grass. I love it every time my neighbor cuts my grass. I love it. One time, someone organized a closet. They, they had the keys to our house and we came home. I'm like, that's strange. The house is tidy. The, my closet is tidy. And then we, it was a surprise. Uh, they, I mean, it was a pleasant surprise uh, until I had to look for my stuff. But serve them. Find a way to serve them. It, it doesn't always have to be about money. You don't have to give the e-card, a, a gift card. To serve them. That's how you can change somebody else's life. Be the hands and feet of Jesus. You, you see somebody going through pain? Show up. You are the body of Christ. Church, we used to think it was a building, but then COVID came and then we were out of the building. You are the church. When you go to work, you are the church. When you go to school, you are the church. When you show up to your weird family barbecue, you are the church. And you represent Christ. Be the hands and feet of Jesus. And uh, we make it easy because joining our team, like Nithi was saying earlier, you can join our team within a very short time. And I, 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 we're going to be uh, showing off one of our dream teamers very soon. But he just came one Sunday to drop off donation. For, for something that we were doing. He just came peacefully, minding his own business. He's like, here you go, next level church. Um, not a member, nothing. He, he was part of our church, uh, like online. Uh, but, but then our team is so loving and welcoming and invite culture. they just like, hey, you want to come see our studio upstairs? And then he came. The day he came, he started serving. Man, that brings so much joy to my heart because he didn't just come and be a church member for the next 40 years. He came, he saw, he's like, maybe I can help with that. I'm, I'm not sure about that, but I can learn. Man, and now he's killing it in a good way. Amen? Give glory to God because what you have, someone, someone else can be blessed by it. A community can be blessed by it. And by you serving in that community, you will find healing. You will find, discover your purpose. And that's what his Next Steps is all about. And, and uh, Niti, who's hosting today, she will walk you through Connections Next Steps, which is join the team. And you might be just sitting there on your couch just doodling around with your fingers. You can come and be part of something that makes a difference in the city. We can do a good job with who we have, but the church is growing. The weight is getting, he weight is getting heavier. But with you, we can reach more people. We can bring more hope and healing to the city, and we can do a better job with you. All right, so don't underestimate who you are. You will change someone's life when you begin to serve. And that's why we have a serve culture at our church. And that's why we, we invite people to join our team. Not because we want something from you, but because we want something for you. It's part of your life. It's part of your journey. God wants you to serve. You haven't lived until you see God use you to change someone else's life. There's nothing better than when you... Get your eyes off of your problem. When you get your eyes off of your own belly button and look at what God has for you and step into it. And you say, God, use me. I'm a broken vessel. I don't have it all together. But God, I will make myself available. Make me a usable vessel. Make me a catalyst. Change the trajectory of my life and use me to change someone else's trajectory. 
Help me to change someone else's permanent address. Help me to populate heaven and plunder hell. God is waiting to use you to change someone else's life. Yeah, but you know, uh, no, there's no excuse. Like you connect with us and we will get you going within a short evening. Do you have an evening to change your life or to find your purpose? Do you have an evening? All your life you're wondering what's the purpose of my life. Do you have a, a short evening? And we will walk you through to know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, and make a difference together. And no previous experience required. You good? You're like, I just came for a cute message. and uh, Listen, through the church we can serve more people. And when we begin to do that, God changes us. And things start to change. And God starts to move in people's lives. And there's no greater satisfaction than that. We get to make a difference in our world together. Put that in the chat. God, use me. Number five, be generous. Be generous. Very soon we're going to have a, a serve day coming up where we're just going to go as a church and we might do some custom t-shirts if possible and we're just going to serve the community. We're going to get involved. We're going to get our hands dirty and we're just going to do something practically to bless the city because we love our city. And you know what? None of this is possible unless we are generous. Listen, we get to be givers and we get to be receivers of generosity. I want to read for you Proverbs 11, 24 to 25. This verse just rocked me. It goes like this. Proverbs 11, 24 to 25. Uh, it's on the left side of the Bible. 30% into it. 40% maybe. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. Wow. You mean money doesn't solve everything? The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are helped. You know, in my life, I've had people be so generous to me. I bought a car. I'm like, God, how am I going to pay for this? Someone paid for it. I got into, uh, I was bad with money, so I got some credit card bills. And miraculously, some people are like, we're going to pay off your credit card bills. I've had people be so generous to me, even to my family. When, when we had struggling days, God would just provide so generously. And I'd be like, why are you doing this? Why are you being so generous? Why are you paying off my stuff? Why are you giving me these uh, unbelievable gifts? They're like, because Jesus told us to. Uh, or, 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 or I'd be like, what do you want? You know, like when you come from like a street mentality, uh, when somebody does something nice to you, you're like, so what, where's the catch? Like, where are you trying to? And on the, on the flip side, God has used me to be crazy generous towards other people. And again, I'm not talking about just money. We got to find ways to be generous with our time, to be generous with our words, with our actions, with our resources. You, so that you can put a, 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 a on someone's face, you can put an expression like, why, why would you do that? Why would you do that for me? We got to get into a lifestyle of generosity. Because that's who our God is. Other people's generosity changed my life. And when I was generous towards other people, it changed other people's lives, but also brought so much satisfaction into my soul. 
You know why generosity is so important? Because our God, our Heavenly Father, He's generous. Our God is not stingy. I always refer back to the five loaves and two fishes, my favorite story ever, the feeding of the 5,000. That changed my life, that story, knowing how God can do miracles in an instant, and He doesn't just do just enough. Our God is the God of more than enough. Amen? Drop an amen in the chat right now. There was 5,000 people plus women, plus wives, plus uh, children, maybe over 15,000. And God doesn't, you know, any good chef will prepare the meal according to the, the audience, to the capacity, to the, re, re, uh, to, the, to the need. But Jesus doesn't do that. He surpasses. He brings overflow. There were 12 baskets overflowing in that miracle. And then in the miracle of the feeding of the 4,000, there were seven baskets overflowing. God always overflows. God doesn't just meet your need or your requirement. He always outdoes everything that you expect. Amen? More than you can ask, more than you can imagine, He's the God of the overflow. Put that in the chat right now. My God is the God of the overflow. He's the God of more than enough. And I can tell you from first-hand experience that uh, the world of the generous people keeps getting larger. So if you want to do greater things, if you want God to move through you in your life, then say, God, make me more generous. Don't hold on tightly to the things of life. Just like a bar of soap, you hold it, you squeeze it, it'll slip out. Hold on to it loosely. Everything that you have is from the Lord. Be flexible with God. Trust Him blindly because He's ready to do more than you ask, more than you imagine. If you would only trust Him as your source, He will give you access to His resource. Six, share your testimony. What is a testimony? Share your life story. If you know Jesus, if you're following Jesus, share your life story. I know you're going to have to like humble yourself and be like, yeah, I'm not perfect. I, I had, you know, some, some past. But you know what? People need to hear your story. It's important. How did you meet Jesus? Why do you call this church home? People need to know. It's not a secret. You need to share that because everyone else is looking too. Why do you believe what you believe? What you're really saying, when you share your story, what you're really saying is, me too. Someone at your school, someone at your job, they're going through something, you can relate with them. You can say, me too. I went through pain. I went through tears. I went through hopelessness. I, I went through waking up every day wondering, what's the purpose of my life? Me too. I had those same issues and pain and disappointment. Me too. Someone you know right now is going through a tragedy that you went through. Or they're going through a pain that you can relate to. And you can tell them the way that you got through it was because of Jesus. When I was lost, when I was confused, when I didn't know what to do, it was Jesus. Jesus is and was and will be my answer. Because He's the God who never changes yesterday, today and forever. His word is true. I found Jesus. Jesus gave me hope. When I was at my lowest, when I was suicidal, when I was cutting myself, when I was going the wrong way, Jesus gave me life. Jesus gave me strength. Jesus gave me hope. Me too. Don't be so, so prideful and who cares if people judge you because of your past. If your past can bring somebody closer to Jesus, yeah. hey, you've just changed their trajectory. Yeah. Someone going through addiction, you can say, hey, I went through addiction too. And sometimes the temptation is there, but you know what? Because of Jesus. He's given me the Holy Spirit. He set me free. 
someone going through real relationship problems, someone going through difficulty raising their children. You can say, me too. I struggle with that too. And I'm struggling with that right now. But you know what? What gives me hope is Jesus. How did you make it? Jesus. How are you dealing with your pain? Jesus. He is the answer. You have a me too story. So use it. Don't keep it as a secret. You may be the very catalyst God wants to use to change the trajectory of someone's life. And the Bible says that you overcome by the word of your testimony. The enemy doesn't want you to share your story. That's why you get so insecure. Oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, man, I, I don't have it all together. I, I don't want to tell people I'm a Christian or I go to church or I serve it. The enemy is trying to shut you up. Because if you share your story, someone's life is going to be transformed. He'll tell you, you're a hypocrite. How, how can you even say you're free? You just messed up last week. You just messed up last night. He will, he will judge you and condemn you that you're not good enough. Stop believing the lies of the enemy. Stop believing the lies of the devil. And start where you are. Listen, you are watching this online experience. Good. You're already doing better than you think. You're at church today. You could have been sleeping in, but you're at church. Oh, you're catching up on the podcast. Or you're watching on demand. Whatever it is, you're at church with us. You're doing good. You're doing better than you think because you are connecting with God's community. So don't let the devil tell you that you're not good enough, that you cannot share your story. Don't listen to that. Share your story this week. Here's the next application. Put it on the right column. Share your story. You don't have to be a theologian and know all the answer. Just share why you believe in Jesus and why you're part of this community. Amen? Seven, invite them to church. See, this is the moment where it's so easy to invite people to church. How do you invite people to church right now? Copy, paste. Just share the link and you're done. No, no more door to door. I don't know if any of you have done door to door evangelism where people sometimes accept you and talk to you. Sometimes they yell at you. Sometimes pit at you. Sometimes they crumple the leaflet that you went with and throw it at you. Sometimes I've opened wrong doors thinking it's the stairways to the next floor and opened to somebody's house and I went in. A lot of interesting things happen when you go door to door. Now it's very safe. You just copy paste. Hey, check this out. I think they're saying some, uh, some good things. Check it out. It's the easiest time in human history to invite somebody to church. Don't get into arguments and debates. Just share the link. Just invite them to check it out because the presence of God. That's why we love worship. Because the presence of God. And when we talk about God, His presence just increases. That's what's going to change people. Yeah. Not your clever debating skills, but it's the presence of God. It's the Holy Spirit that prepares their hearts. So your personal invite has, has so much more uh, a bearing than our social media posts. Because when you personally invite somebody, that has an impact on them. You can refer people to our website, nextlevelgta.com. They might come back and be like, I hate religion. You can be like, me too. I hate church. Me too. See, Jesus didn't come to establish religion. Jesus came to abolish religion and, and make a way for us to have relationship. So you can say, I hate all of that. You can say, me too. You know, one day I got pulled over because uh, I ran another red light. Oh, sorry, did I say another red light? I tried to impress my uh, soon-to-be wife like 14 years ago. And uh, she was graduating from school, so I ran ev through every red light. Children and parents, please don't listen. That was a very bad thing, and I repented after that. It could have been very bad. But this one time when I ran a red light, uh, the police stopped me. 
you know, no point getting mad at the police. What you did was wrong. So, but the police came to me, and um, I invited the, the police officer to church. And he said, I'm not a religious man. And I said, me too. Come to church. He still gave me a ticket and was rude to me, and I still had to go to court and all of that. But take every opportunity, every moment possible. Find a way to invite people to church. And the man said, uh, he's a religious man. I said, uh, sorry, he said he's not a religious man. I said, me too, and I'm the pastor of the church. Jesus came to abolish religion. Jesus hated religion. And this church is not about religion. This church is not a denomination. We are people of God who want to bring the hope to our city. That's it. There's no other agenda. We want to serve and love and bring good change to the city. And we believe we can do that through the love of Jesus. So I'm going to get to my last point very soon. But we all carry the same vision. Our vision is to bring people closer to Jesus. To change the trajectory of their lives. So when you invite somebody to church, right now to church online, and then when we're in person, you can invite them in person. You're inviting them into a supernatural atmosphere. You're inviting them where their lives can be changed. And you know what? If their lives are changed, their family's life is going to be changed. Their co-worker's life uh, can be changed. And I was just th thinking about this, how one person invited a friend to church, and then that person brought their entire family. And then that person's family brought their cousins. And so I celebrate that because it was one person's invite that brought in families. So your one invite can impact families. Hallelujah. You're inviting them to a place where their families can be changed forever. Future destinies can be changed forever. Is there anybody excited that God has given you that kind of power that you can change the final destination of an entire family? Amen? All right, here we are. As we conclude our series, as we finish this message, number eight, write it down, walk them. Do you want to change somebody's life? Walk them towards baptism. Man, I am so excited because we're going to be having our baptism outdoors July 22nd. Whatever you're doing July 22nd, cancel it because you need to be there. Someone you know needs to get baptized. Look at them right now. Say, hey. You've been putting off baptism for a while. Actually, you've been being ex giving excuses for a long time. You want to change someone's life? Between now and July 22nd, have a conversation with them. It may be a little rough, but have a conversation with them. You need to have that conversation with them and say, hey, you didn't get baptized yet. I'll go with you. I'll walk with you to life change. And if you're nervous... I'll get baptized with you. Check this. If you're nervous to get baptized, I will get baptized with you. Bring your friend. Let's get all baptized together. It's so important. And don't worry about your ladies, your makeup running, and oh my gosh, they're going to put it on live streaming. No, we're doing baptism on a weekday outdoors at the beach. So don't, wear, don't worry about your, your hair or your makeup or... Oh my gosh, I don't have a towel. We'll bring you a towel. We'll make t-shirts for you. Show up. Sign up. You can do that through our website. And if you don't have anybody to get baptized, I will get baptized with you. Let's do this because this is so important. This is what Jesus said. Maybe you got sprinkled as a child. We, as 
Jesus was fully submerged. It's good. Jesus was fully submerged. So let's do that. Let's do what Jesus did. Maybe you got baptized and you didn't fully understand. You were not willfully. I got baptized when I was 11. And I'm like, that's, that's the thing to do. And then at 16, I had a radical encounter with Jesus. And I'm like, I wasn't serious enough when I was 11. So I got rebaptized at Brimley Beach, at the Bluffs, when it was clean, back in 95. Oh, no, all the mathematicians are doing the math now. So I got rebaptized. So maybe you got baptized when we were a kid, or maybe you walked away from God and you feel in your heart you need to get rebaptized. Let's do it. Let's get baptized and let's get rebaptized. Amen? And so you don't have to worry about anything else uh, because this is something that you need to do. Maybe some of your breakthroughs, maybe some of your blessings are held off because taking baptism is a step of obedience to Christ. Be saved and baptized. And Jesus said, make disciples of all nations and baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that's what we're all about. It's about obeying what Jesus said. You don't feel ready? You don't feel good enough? Don't worry. Nobody does. Because we stand on the finished work of Jesus. We don't stand in, oh, I behaved good the last month. Oh, I didn't do... No. All of our righteousness is foolishness. We stand on the finished work of Jesus. On the cross. He is our righteousness. So we stand trusting in His completed work. So if you feel not ready, if you feel not worthy, guess what? You can join baptism. And we will have a baptism class we will go more through in detail. But our team is ready, July 22nd, mark it in your calendar. But go to our website, nextlevelgt.com, and, and click so that you can register and you can be part of it. Because that day, you're going from death to life. Your old self is dying and you're coming into a new creature, a new creation. A new life is beginning. A fresh start is yours. Amen? So don't miss out uh, this July 22nd as we do baptism it's a new life so it's a step of obedience god as i take a step of faith you can tell him god as i take a step of faith in obedience to you change my life forever i am yours change me so give him your all because baptism is something powerful and i believe you can even get healed as you take baptism because you're obeying jesus you can get healed you can get delivered uh, uh, from demons you can get delivered from depression and God is going to bring breakthrough in your life. And I don't care if, I, if we have to baptize you in the muddy pond with strange creatures or in a beautiful beach, we're getting baptized. Don't postpone it anymore. Don't delay it anymore. There's something powerful when you obey Christ and get baptized. Amen? So as I wrap this message, I want to pray and finish. And for those of you who have been following this trajectory series, I hope you got the points down. Otherwise, you can go back and watch it. But let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray, God, that we would walk with knowing that you have given us the opportunity and the ability through the Holy Spirit to make a difference in this life, in this world, in our circle of influence, that we're not just existing to, to, to live this life and die and go to heaven, but, God, that there's a mission for our lives. So, Father, I pray that we will take these points seriously, and, and, and put the application into action. That we won't just be bystanders, but we will be active members in the body of Christ. 
So Father, help us to overcome fear of man, fear of the future, fear of our insecurities, and help us to bring your truth, your love, your kindness, your generosity with our words, with our action, with our finances, in any and every way that, that we can, so that we can bring more people closer to Jesus. And those of you watching us, if you've never made a decision to welcome Jesus into your heart, I want to pray for you. And those of you who walked away from Jesus and want to welcome Him again, and you want to come back home again, I want to pray for you. Put your hand on your heart. And Next Level Church, we don't pray alone. So everybody at the sound of my voice, I want you to pray with me right now. And repeat after me to welcome Jesus into your heart. Lord Jesus, I give myself to you. I believe you are God, that you died for my sins. I repent. Cleanse me by your blood. I am yours. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And give me courage, God, to take baptism and to move forward in the trajectory you have for me. Help me to get plugged in to your church and to make a difference in someone else's life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, amen. We're going to worship God again and then Nithi will be back with some other details. God bless you. I love you.
that amazing? I don't know about you, but guys, I feel like God has been speaking to me. And I love how he always, like, it's like he speaks right into our circumstances. Uh, for me, myself, I know that's an area that I've been struggling in as well. If you could pray for me, that will be great. Forgiveness is so important. Um, so right now, take one takeaway for sure is who are you going to forgive? If there's someone um, on your heart right now, do something about it today. Forgive that person. Um, Thank you so much, Pastor Deshaun, for that amazing word. And thank you, worship team, for bringing your best all the time. Um, thank you guys so much for joining. We love you guys. We do have an after party right after this. So click onto the link that Shania or Michelle is posting up right now and join us on Zoom. So thank you so much. Looking forward to seeing you guys uh, next Sunday. And reach out. We have connect groups over the week as well. So um, check us out. And we'd love to do life with you and be part of a community. Bye, guys.